Dear Prudence. 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 Do you think that I should contact him again? Help. Help. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Hello and welcome to another mini episode of Dear Prudence. I am your host, Danny M. Lavery, and this show is for you, our Plus subscribers. Our guest this week is Bijan Steven, a reporter at The Verge, a music critic at The Nation, and a video game columnist at The Believer. He plays TK on the actual play podcast Fun City, hosts a couple of shows on Twitch, and his writing has appeared in The New Yorker, The New York Times, Esquire, and elsewhere. And now here's our first letter. All right, we'll move on to... Another intergenerational rift <laughs> uh, that, that that has to do with some some identities. Uh, the subject is out of the closet and freaking me out. Dear Prudence, my father came out of the closet three years ago and is living his best life. That's in quotes. My problem isn't that he is gay. Oh, isn't it? I am happy for him and my parents have been divorced since I was in high school. My problem is that I can't stop seeing my dad as selfish. I heard rumors from my relatives that the reason for the divorce was my father having an affair with a female coworker. Obviously, that isn't true. But my father has now gone through boyfriends like cereal boxes. Every time I visit or FaceTime him, there's a new guy and they kept getting younger. I am 23. The last one was 20. They made a, quote, joke about my dad being the one having to buy the beer because the boyfriend would get carded. It is creepy. I brought it up with my father, and he accused me of being homophobic and small-minded. I visited my mother and gathered up the courage to ask her about the divorce. She had a few glasses of wine and was bitterly frank with me. She wasn't surprised my father was gay since he spent their entire marriage sleeping with male sex workers without protection. My mother got HIV tested three times. She tried to leave when I was in elementary school, but my father told her the truth would, quote, ruin him. We moved around that time, and my mother had to quit her career. It was a struggle for her to find similar work, and there was hardship for us. It's like everything I knew was a lie. The more I think about it, the more it makes me disgusted. I love my dad and nearly worshipped him as a kid, but if he was straight, I would call him a pervert. Sleeping with girls younger than your daughter and flaunting it in her face. It is creepy, gross, and sad. I have avoided talking to my dad. I don't know what to do. Please help me. My first thought is you should talk to your dad. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to eventually about some of this. like, Or just never talk to him again, you know? Yeah, uh, I mean, there's, yeah, there's, those are two options for sure. Um, same as with the first letter. There's lots in here that it sounds like your dad did a long time ago to your mother that was deeply shitty. Um, but, you know, again, dating a 19-year-old or a 20-year-old is not... I, I can't join you on that boat. Like, I can't go with you to to the island of that's the same as a sex crime against a minor. You don't have to like it at all. Um, you are free to to be disgusted by uh, your dad dating younger guys, but like... Yeah, I mean, there is there is a, yeah, a, a, a real distance between inappropriate and grooming. Yeah, and just like sleeping with girls younger than you. I don't know what to, like, I don't know what to say. Like, he's not sleeping with girls. It might feel weird for you, but like, your father isn't picking his dates based on like any calculus on his kid's age. Like... If everyone is an adult. That would be weird, I think. Yeah, I, I think I think sometimes when people want to be upset about something, but they feel like they don't have enough justification, they want to like add math to it. And it's just like, I, 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 I don't get it. I can understand why it would be 
weird or strange, but it sounds like your parents divorced a long time ago when you were in high school. So I guess not that long ago because the letter writer uh, says that she's 23. So uh, I take back that long time ago. You don't have to like it. Um, I, I just, I, I would not put in the same category. He has a lot of boyfriends with, uh, when my mom said she wanted to leave, he begged her not to and said it would ruin him. Like, that's shitty. The fact that he dates a lot of guys is just like, I'm sorry that you would like him to date fewer guys. He <laughs> would clearly like to date the amount of guys he's dating. If you were a young child and he shared custody, I could understand why someone might argue, like, don't introduce your, like, growing up kid to a bunch of, like, new possible dates because it might be confusing or distressing. And you certainly have a right to say like, dad, I want to just get coffee with you. I don't always want to meet these new guys because there's a lot of them and sometimes they're annoying, but that doesn't rise to the level of like, oh, how grotesque. Like, oh, I can't believe I've had to meet a lot of young gay men because my dad dates them. And it's just like, it's not, not homophobic. Do you know what I mean? Like I get that he's your dad, but it's also like, there is some homophobia in here. And I think it will help you to acknowledge that because then you can separate that out from the stuff that you have real fucking grievances about. Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. Well, good. I'm glad I shouted. But yeah, you know, I mean, (laughs) if you would like to be angry on your mother's behalf at your father, go for it. Uh, You know, there's there's some real contempt in there for sex workers and HIV and dating a lot. And I again, like you can both say that your father was a shit husband to your mom and you can be mad at him. And also he is a single gay guy who it sounds like dates a lot of other single gay guys and they have a nice time together. That's not, that's, I think that, that one is just like, oh, and now he seems to be having a good time, even though he was a a dick to my mom. Um, And I wish he felt worse. I wish he was suffering. She's drinking wine and, you know, revealing secrets bitterly, but he's hanging out with cereal box guys. (laughs) Cereal box guys. Yeah. I I mean, yes, I think this is all, that's all absolutely correct. I also think, you know, like, I don't know. I think you should definitely sit down and talk to him like you did with your mom. Like, I feel like, you know, you've gotten one half of the story, but you might you might learn a lot of stuff that like is helpful to you. Yeah, even if what you learn is like he totally blows you off and acts like an asshole and you just think like, wow, I kind of don't like my dad. In which case, join the club and don't talk to him. Yeah, it's all data, baby. It's all data. Yeah, I mean, yeah, oof. Uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't want to be flippant about the rest of it because the stuff of like, my mom had tried to leave. She had to quit her job. We were like struggling to make ends meet. And now that I like look back on it and I know that my dad was pressuring my mom to stay with him. I get really mad at him. I, I'd be I'd be furious. That's absolutely like awful. And I, I I just I fully think you should get mad at him for those things. I just think you should get mad on about the things that affected you. Um and, and don't don't get too distracted by the fact that like, well now he's ha- he seems to be having a lot of fun and he seems to like enjoy not having a lot of family responsibilities. And he's dating young guys and they're like laughing and and not, you know, sad and and unhappy and it's just like if you're mad talk to him about the things you're mad about but if you keep like stewing and waiting for him to start punishing himself you're just going to feel terrible i would also add um if you're not already in therapy maybe try and find a therapist yeah yeah that, it's it's like super useful to have a third person like a, a who's unrelated to your mom and your dad to talk this stuff over with because it'll help you separate your feelings and you know good luck the the ping-ponging between i almost worshiped my dad and now i think he's a pervert you know, that's a lot. You're, you're, it sounds like you're kind of going back and forth between how can this be true? I love my dad versus like, this guy's the scum of the earth. And um, it will just do you good to, to sit with some of these thoughts to try to separate out the stuff that did affect you and the stuff that doesn't. Um, and, you know, good luck. Hating your dad is a, is a lifetime project sometimes. 
oh, there's the next one. There's yeah. the next one. I can't tell you how many friends I have texted trying to figure out what it is. Yeah. Um, I, I might have some theories. Ooh, okay. By Read the, the end, letter we'll, first. We'll talk about it. Okay. And then tell me your theories. Subject. Colleague renamed themselves after a, quote, private part. Dear Prudence, my office has been working entirely remotely since March. About a month ago, a colleague with whom I work closely announced their decision to change their first name via email. I was somewhat surprised, but supportive, as was the rest of my team. Since the name my colleague chose appeared to be relatively common, I didn't give it much thought. But the first time I greeted them over the phone, they corrected me. While the spelling is common, they use a non-standard pronunciation that is almost indistinguishable from one of the major human reproductive organs. Most of us now simply try to avoid saying their name aloud, but it is not always possible. And on, every, on almost every Zoom call, someone new needs to be corrected. It's especially uncomfortable on calls with clients who seem put off and often have to ask my colleague to repeat their name several times as if they cannot believe what they are hearing. Though confusion is quite understandable, my colleague has begun to act as if it is a personal insult. And I consider myself to be a sex-positive person. I have no problem being frank about anatomical topics in the right situation, but it feels strange to be on a call with a client saying, hoo-ha, we'll have the presentation ready by Thursday, or, quote, we'll have labia majora handle that one. Sometimes I have wondered if my colleague is actually enjoying making the rest of us uncomfortable. If this was the name their parents had blessed them with, that would be one thing. But if one is going to choose one's own name, why pick something that sounds exactly like a bathroom word? I can tell the situation makes some of my younger reports uncomfortable and is also affecting our clients. My partner thinks we should switch to the old-fashioned method of addressing everyone in the office with the honorific, but that seems to present other problems. It does not seem appropriate to bring this to HR, and my boss is of no use. What should I do? Tell me your theories. Okay, I actually don't have to. I, I, this, is, this one's way too hard because it's like, it's like a, a major, like a private part but close. So like my first theory was like, oh, maybe it's a, a Richard who decided to go by Dick, but that's like, that doesn't even close to fit here. Um, yeah, this is, this is actually, oof. I mean, so, okay. Should we, should we work through the letter or should we, <laughs> do you want to speculate? I, I'll, I'll tell you my theory, by <laughs> the way, because the I was like, me with the theory. I was like, I was trying to think of every, you know, reproductive organ and then all the slang terms that I could. And I just kept being like, I cannot think of a name. I cannot think of a name. And then I thought about the name um, Regina. Oh my God, Regina! Because, like yep, that's you know, it. That's I, it. I know at least in some of the olden times they pronounced it Regina. Yep, that's um, got to be it. Including, I think, like when uh, various queens of, uh, of of Britain and so on, they would refer to themselves as something Regina, like it was like a Latin pronunciation. So that is my best theory. In which case, I would say you don't do anything. Yeah, it's a I mean, slightly unusual pronunciation, but it's like to me again. Like the key here is, it's not a genital. Um, you know, somebody who's twenty isn't a child. The name Regina isn't the name Vagina. These things are different. That's important. Thank you, thank you for clarifying uh, the official <laughs> position of the Dear Prudence podcast. Different things are different. Different things are different. Different things are different. Discernment is very important. Um, yeah, this is. I mean, I. I, under, I mean, look. I feel for you. I think it's. It's. It's tough uh, to like get used to. I, I think you know. It's like. It's tough not to laugh uh, if it's like kind of a funny thing. It's tough to see like maybe your business being affected. But it seems like you self calls with clients. It seems like you're still you know getting clients and. Um, you know, if your younger reports are uncomfortable, I, I. I. That. That is uncomfortable. That might be something to talk to. 
talk to HR about, but like not like just like hey, how do I, I don't know, in, in just like a how do I help like smooth this situation over? Yeah, here's what I want to contest. Uh, the non-standard pronunciation is almost indistinguishable from one of the major human reproductive organs. Um, I wonder if my colleague is enjoying making us uncomfortable. If this was the name their parents had blessed them with, which is a fucking weird phrase, I can tell that, like, there's a lot of speculation here, right? Like, I think this is what my colleague feels. I think my younger reports are uncomfortable. And I wonder if part of what they are picking up on is your obvious discomfort. I just wonder, like, if you just fucking did not yourself add to that sort of, like, Oh, I don't know. Sorry, that was like my attempt to make a wince sound audible. It sounded bizarre. <laughs> it was a very strange sound. Um, but yeah, if you stopped leading that and if you just were super matter of fact and you just said Regina and like went with it and did not flinch or actually like there's so much in this letter that's squeamish. And it's like, I consider myself a sex positive person, but then you say hoo-ha later and bathroom word. Bathroom word, come on. It's a dick or it's a pussy or it's a penis, or it's a vagina, or it's a uterus, or it's testicles. You do not have to say things like hoo-ha and bathroom word, which sound a thousand times worse. That than, really does. Yeah, hoo-ha would, that really puts me off. <laughs> like, especially because it's like, it's almost indistinguishable from one of the major human reproductive organs. Well, hoo-ha is not anything. It's a fucking gross, cutesy euphemism that people who are horrified by the human body came up with. And I'm sorry, that's not to say that like, it's weird to think like, oh, that name sounds like vagina. That's kind of unusual. I get it. That's kind of weird. But like, if you're this freaked out so much long after it, like, I think you can try to let this go. I also think, you know, like, maybe your colleague, like the, the, the point where you say, um, I think my colleague is enjoying making the rest of us uncomfortable. It seems like maybe your, your colleague is picking up on your discomfort, your obvious discomfort and sort of, you know, reacting, uh, reacting to it. Right. Like nobody in the company now is saying their name. Everyone's like, Whoa, oh, as as my esteemed colleague over here just said, and then occasionally somebody new is like, is Regina here? And then everyone's like, oh. So, you know, yeah, the idea of like, should we start calling everyone in the office like Mr. or Ms. something? That's a pretty huge switch. Um, it would also be incredibly clear why you were doing it. Um, I agree that like going to HR and saying, I would like my colleague to change their name is not going to get you anywhere. I, I like I I can't really imagine what boss would be of use here if what you went to say is like, hey, I need my colleague to change their name. This is just like a hey, suck it up. Sorry you got uh, sorry you're uncomfortable. Try and get over it, um, and don't make it harder for anybody else. Yeah, if they had actually changed their name to like Dick and Balls, that we would could be have a different thing. conversation. Absolutely, be, we could have. I, I think you know, Danny. I think that'd be pretty <clears throat> ballsy. No. Okay. No. All right. No. All right. I uh, I don't I don't acknowledge that. <laughs> That's our mini episode of Dear Prudence for this week. Our producer is Phil Circus. Our theme music was composed by Robin Hilton. As always, if you want me to answer your question, call me and leave a message at four zero one three seven one Dear. That's three three two seven, and you might hear your answer on an episode of the show. You don't have to use your real name or location, and at your request, we can even alter the sound of your voice. Keep it short. 30 seconds, a minute tops. Thanks for listening. Thank you.